Stand-up comic joke it up one time. Funny. Funny. All right. Are you feeling it? Yeah. All yeah. right, cool. All right. Come on. Let's talk about sex, baby. Let's talk about you and me. Let's talk about all the good things and the bad things that make me. Let's talk about sex. Let's talk about sets. You hear the modification? Sets. All right. This is the podcast Let's Talk About Sets with Harrison Tweed and Jeff McBride. Hello. It's a show where we geek out over finger quotes, the science, and no finger quotes, the craft of stand-up comedy. Our guest today is C.W. Headley. Say hi. Hello, everyone. Uh, Let's get started by listening to a bit C.W. selected. It's by Andy Kaufman, and he's in character as Conga the Jungle Creep. And it was recorded sometime in the past. That's what we determined. (laughs) We're guessing sometime in 1974. <laughs> Fucking Andy Calvin. Yeah. So, all right. <laughs> You're I, weird, I don't know. dude. It's hard, it's hard to choose which is my favorite joke in this. <laughs> I mean, they're so tightly written. But uh, so, CW, the, today the, the theme is, uh, is relatability. Why did you pick that bit? <laughs> it's the only time I'm really curious. Like, I do not know why you picked that bit. I to, love it, though. To me, that, that, like, that, like sex, that piece of comedy is like so emblematic of like why like I and everyone I know kind of gets into this, right? Mm-hmm. It's like he's so they're so on board with him in that room. Yeah. He's literally talking gibberish in a cadence that sounds somewhat familiar, and he's like murdering. Right? Yeah, That's, it's entirely inflection. Yeah, gibberish with inflection. Right, they they like get him, they get his vibe, they're, they're on board. Yeah, and he can do whatever he wants. That's what he's doing, you know. Mm-hmm. And why do you think? Why why do you think that worked? It's the challenge, right? Like you have this a certain amount of words and this little amount of time to tell these group of strangers everything that makes you you, literally like experiences, perspective, personality. You got ten minutes to yeah. convey that to a room full of strangers. Yeah. And like some guys just have like just the charisma that they can just pull it off, right? Like like David Tell walks on stage, he doesn't say anything, you just know exactly yeah. everything about him. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? 
and that just that's that's what that was to me, you know. Yeah. Is it, that is that so he he gets on stage. Yeah. Uh, and and the and everybody knows just from the feel of him. It's mannerisms, you know, they just they mm-hmm. they get everything they need to know to make that set funny is like, you know, He's doing very minimal work to sell it. He's not. He's not speaking English. No, he's, he's not speaking a language. Not even a language. Yeah, <laughs> that's amazing. That is really, really great. Yeah, and one of the things that too, I was. Uh, it's it's a it's a video on YouTube, and I was looking at it. Um, and he one of the things he is doing is he's pointing to the audience members with such confidence as he speaks in this language, nodding to make them be like, and they start nodding back to him. Like, yeah. absolutely. Because they're just, uh, picking up whatever he's putting down. Yeah. Even it's though it means crazy. it's totally meaningless. Exactly. And all, all I, no, you know what? That's not fair. It's not meaningless. He's, it's the, it's, he's relating to them in that you get it, right? I want you to get it. And yeah. they're like, I want to get it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. So with, the theme today, relatability in stand-up. First of all, <laughs> my computer doesn't even recognize the word. <laughs> I, I thought that was kind of funny. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> the computer's like, what is relatability? I don't get it. So let's talk about it a little bit, and then we'll come back to that to that bit a little bit more. Okay, so you can relate in terms of experience. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, that's happened to me. I've been at the grocery store. Yeah. I know what grocery stores are like. Ha, 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 I've never thought about it that way. Okay, yeah. so there's that thing. But then there's also just flat out emotion where you may not relate to anything that that person is going through aside from how they feel about it. Yeah. And that is the universal. To me, it seems like when a stand up comic can get you past all of the particulars and to the emotion, people will laugh with recognition of that emotion, typically negative emotion. It's you know it's using humor you know being very. I love humor by the way. It's good. Yeah, it's funny. It's, it's <laughs> <laughs> humor is good when it's good. Uh, I like to compare it to like you know when you like the the inner sleeve of a, like a, of a novel you know like the like you know the jacket yeah the jacket yeah is yeah. it worth a synopsis yeah. you know yeah yeah the blazer <laughs> yeah it's like you, you know the whoever writes synopsis is gonna sell you on this like book right it's like a bunch of pages it's mm-hmm. like okay i'm gonna in this short amount of time i'm gonna convince you why you know you should spend your time reading this novel right yeah that's kind of what santa is like that you know it's like why should why should we care or like you stranger you uh-huh. know what i mean i think that's it's kind of like uh it's like illusory the right word because you're trying to you're conveying that you're your friend their friend yeah yeah for a while or um, you're maybe some people are like a lovable bully, like Anthony sure. Jessling. You want to like fit into their life. I feel like, and I wrote this down before. Um, I feel like the misunderstanding with relatability is like the idea that like, oh, they're not like me. So they won't understand like they We won't like, do, I won't do well for this crowd, but really it's just, it, it doesn't. I am not interested in comics that are that much like me when I watch right. comedy. Yeah. And I want someone to just sell me on who they are. And that's and it doesn't need to be to be relatable to a crowd. It doesn't need to be who they, they you don't need to be the same. You just have to be like someone in their life that they want right. to hear. Exactly. For you uh, you don't need to relate to them as a person. Like you don't have to say, "Oh, I'm like that person." Yeah, yeah that no, doesn't matter no. to you. You just got to explain who you exactly. are. Yeah, it's all about 
you know, except bringing them to kind of your level, you know what I mean? You know, whatever, whatever your perspective is or your, your, your style of it's like kind of experiments so kind of out there, right? Mm-hmm. It's a little bit having like the confidence in your material, you know, kind of knowing your voice, knowing how to write for your voice, right? So people yeah. kind of just, you know, they usually kind of sell to you know, yeah. when you know what you're selling. Yeah, absolutely. Fucking write that down. <laughs> good. It's easier to sell when you, when you know, know what you're, you're selling. Yeah. <laughs> hey, <Definitely>. who? <laughs> you like hotcakes? I do. <laughs> well, I have wrenches. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. like, hold on. But let me tell you about hotcakes because that's what I know. <laughs> oh, man. What do you think is a big uh, thing that uh, you have to sell people on when you do stand up sp- for you specifically? Well, it's two things, right? The, the first is I. Uh, people in uh, podcast land. I am an African American gentleman, mm-hmm. uh, which you know. I, I, sometimes I get on stage and I watch the audience kind of get excited, like, "Oh, he's gonna, he's gonna fuck that stool. And he's gonna, <laughs> he's gonna talk about barbecues in church." So those are the three things that African American gentlemen are known no, for. No, no, but uh, I mean, when you wait, keep, wait, hold on. No, there, it's, it's barbecue. Church and stool fucking. Right. Okay. No, I'm learning. Well, it's a, I mean, we know that's not true. I can relate to the stool fucking. <laughs> yeah. They want you to be Martin Lawrence and Steve. I'm Harvey. talking about yeah, like general when you go like out of the city or like yeah, general yeah, yeah. clubs. You know, you see them kind of light up and go. I've seen these. You know, I know. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I know what this is going to be. I'm seeing these on the BET. <laughs> And you, oh I, hell, man! I never seen one up close. I never, I never stay on that channel, but yeah. I skip past. I, it. Oh, speaking of, well, this is kind of well. You you come from uh, a very small town in Pennsylvania, yeah, yeah, and you were the only one of these. You know, not literally, but it was yeah, it was close enough. Sure. Wait, wait, yeah, no, yeah, I thought like, so. You're from uh, you're from Whitehall, Pennsylvania, right, right? Right. And like I have from the notes that Harrison took down, it says. Uh, he was the only black guy, and that was by law. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, there's one male, one female. It was the how it worked. <laughs> oh, uh, okay. Right. right. Yeah. Uh, so I was the male. Um, <laughs> and, you know, but the, it's surprised they, they weren't, like, racist, though. They were, like, pretty cool. Like, you know, it was kind of like. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, some of the others. Right. Exactly. Yeah. They were, like, <laughs> that look like this. Yeah. Like, despite appearances. <laughs> can, can be kind of cool. Yeah. They right. were, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so we go, go back to what you're saying. So that's like my first my obligation, like you know, is immediately to kind of those kind of audiences. Like, hey, yeah, this is not going to be one of those kind of things. Yeah, okay, yeah. I don't know anything about. I don't even know what a cookout is. To be honest with you, mm-hmm. uh, so mm-hmm. I gotta, you know. And then the other thing is like, you know, I, I kind of have a, you know, the things I find funny are kind of less conventional in terms mm-hmm. of stand up wise. So you know, that's got you know, it's you for sure have a unique voice, right? And also, in I do a really a, great way. You know, audience participation stuff and like mm-hmm. instrument stuff. So you know, you got to you got to kind of wean people into that. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah. I hope one day I get to see you with the pan flutes. <laughs> that, what be... are pan flutes? <laughs> no pan flutes yet. Uh, you've never seen pan flutes? Oh no, what are those? Pan flutes are those like it's like, they're like uh, like five like reed cylinders that, that are like bound oh, together. Yes, and, I like, do know yeah, what those are. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. the original question though was you have to find a way to get this audience to relate to you but not in the way that they think right that they're going to relate to exactly you. which is a the challenge you know and when, when i first started you try to dumb i guess dumb is the word kind of dumb yourself down or dumb your material down to kind of you know kind of get them into do your stuff you're not as passionate exactly about, right guess, yeah or or maybe another way to say it is i think 
they are going to want to laugh at this. Exactly. And so I'm going to write to the audience I've imagined in my head. Right. Where the key Mm -hmm. is you you should challenge yourself to go, uh, I'm going to make them think what I find funny is just objectively funny, right? Mm -hmm. That's like – that's the challenge. That's what kind of makes you get better at this, right? Yeah. Finding ways to, you know, when you have a thing that you go, you should never go, yeah, that's funny. It's never going to work on stage. You should find a way to make it yeah, work, work on, on stage. Yeah, right? yeah, for sure. Yeah. But you spend months until you, you get them to go, get them to the moment you were when you wrote it. Like, see, you, you guys get it now. Oh, I sure. like that. I like that yeah. phrasing. Yeah. Get them to the moment where you were when right. you laughed and exactly. wrote it, laughed at it and yeah, wrote it down. Exactly. How do you, that's so interesting. Like, like the moment you have that moment yeah. you, where you go, that's fucking funny Yeah. because my sense of humor is good at sensing humor. <laughs> yeah. And so you're like, okay, I sensed humor here yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, you, and you're like, okay, great. I have it, but you don't have it. What yeah. you have is the place you have to now get back to. And you, you start from zero a lot of the time yeah. or, or, or you get one time you get on stage stage and they laugh the first time and then you chase that dragon yeah <laughs> the analogy like, i always think of is uh my buddy uh he saw the movie um what's that christopher nolan film uh, the one people love uh, interstellar no the one the early no oh, memento yeah he saw I've it, seen it though. and he, he was like, a, like a, an idiot and he was like trying to like describe how it made him feel and why he liked it so much <laughs> and he couldn't quite get like he was saying it to me none of it kind of congealed or made sense to me yeah and it's like that's like the joke, right? That you, it's like this joke that you, that's good, right? Mm-hmm. But like the translation into explaining why it's good yeah. to people. Oh, it's, it's like the worst. so when you watch Memento, you go, "Oh, that's not a, you did a poor job at explaining why it's a good movie," yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. So that's like when when a joke doesn't land, it's not I mean, it's not the joke. Usually, it's like you're just bad at translating what the funny is there, right? So you know, it really help if like every just couple of minutes, someone he goes to tell me that I'm doing a good job, and that would really make this. Hey, you move. know what? You know what? <laughs> you know, CW. Yeah. You're doing a great job. Thank you. You're fucking I killing really this. And I'm just going to piggyback on that comment. You're doing a great job. Oh, yeah. thanks. Ooh, Harrison, I agree with that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's I like so what you said there. I'm so glad oh we God. built such a great guy, a yeah. handsome yeah. guy, a funny guy. Thank you. And uh, a passionate lover. Yeah. That's, that part's not true at all. Oh. Um, you're very passionate. No. Com- also confident. Then you're not Extremely passionate. confident. <laughs> and yeah. calm. Yeah. Is like, these are affirmations now. Right. <laughs> very robotic lover. <laughs> I, nebbish. By the way, I do want to say... Um, I want to say this. I think you're the most Jewish black guy I've ever met. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> like, you have the, like, you're here with two Jews. Yeah. And yeah. You're Jewier than us. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, yeah. You're, you're more, oh, you're, you, you've said the word nebbish like seven times. Yeah, <laughs> and and I'm, like, I'm like, I'm like, wow, he's like, he's like training to yeah. be the first black Woody Allen. Oh, no. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's <not>. You were <laughs> raised by Jews. <laughs> No, <laughs> you were raised. Um, you were raised by uh, parents that were together, or divorced? yeah, I grew up with them together. They got split up right when I uh, left the nest. So, oh, really? Yeah, I think they're waiting for me to leave so they can divorce each other. You know, one of those kind of things. You know what I mean? What was your childhood like? I just think well, when we're on relatability, because you do have a very specific personality, and yeah, like. Um, I, That's I, the definition of a personality, right? It's specific to the person. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, so true, true, very true. But your outward personality, yeah, I, is I, specific. A mm-hmm. lot of people have the same outward pers- personality sure. as everyone else, and then their feelings are different, right? And how they actually are inside, is yeah. Different. But I feel like you're very 
on the surface different than a lot of people. I mean, we all are because we're comics and mm-hmm. you know a lot of creative. Wow, yeah, people. we are so special. Jesus yeah, no, 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 <laughs> not we're not special. A little harder. Yeah. <laughs> we're just uh, evolutionary cutoffs, <laughs> right? <laughs> uh, so, what was it? What was childhood? My childhood like? Yeah, yeah. Like, uh, what was? What, how were your parents yeah. like? Because you are so Jewish and you are so nervous. And yeah, you but before are, you before you answer that, you're doing a really great job. Thank you. Yeah, yeah I appreciate that. Yeah. Uh, also, well, the sexuality, the warmth. <laughs> From your genitals, so it's just you can it's feel gotta it from be, there. We gotta be packing, That's, dude. I, can, I appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, the blood uh, flow. It's just a little. <laughs> it isn't. It isn't. Uh, it's not consistent at all. Uh, like, your penis? Or? No. <laughs> Incredibly uh, inconsistent. You know what? That's, that's actually. That's also true. It gets skinny at the base. It gets thick at the middle. Yeah, well, it's uniform. Just bends, the bends to the left and ends in like a clown nose. It looks like a tulip. <laughs> yeah, the foreskin is like white. That's the weirdest part. Yeah. <laughs> you have Jewish foreskin. Yeah, exactly. They're they supposed to cut that off. But yeah, you had no Jews there. to yeah. take care of it. <laughs> yeah. it like a, there was no black bris. It looks like a magic uh, wand, my dick. This is a, a weird. All right, uh, my mom was is very. <laughs> she's just a like one of those, those one of those ladies, you know. What I mean, very kind of mm-hmm. nice lady, smart lady, Pro- proper. Is that no what a little say? sassy? Okay, like sassy, sassy lady. Mm-hmm. My dad was very. Um, he, he he was in a like a rap group in the eighties. He's a rapper wow. in the eighties, and uh, he kind of kind of carried that temper and everything. He, he always he kind of talks like a like an eighties rapper, not like rapping, but like his do, vibe is can very. Can you do an impression? Of yeah, that? C- c- like lecturing is very much like. I'm just saying, you got to understand. Like, it's very like he always sounds like he's being interviewed by like like a like a morning. Oh, radium breakfast. Yeah, club? exactly. He yeah. Always, he's always kind of philosophizing in a way. <laughs> so it'd be like, "Hey, Dad, can I go to the movies tonight?" And it's like, "Here's the thing. Now, here's the thing about movies. Okay? <laughs> now, movies were great. Everything is like a white conspiracy. He's one of those guys too. Wow. Uh, and he's very, he's very keen on like after he gets done saying his thing, he like he wants you to kind of acknowledge the brilliance of what he said. He's very, keen, like, you know, he's kind of like." You know, he kind of like waits for like even if it's like an innocuous yeah. thing. He's always like, "Movies are created by white devils." They just look at you until you like go, "Damn, you know what? It's <laughs> deep." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> deep, uh, dad. Deep. Yeah. All right, I'm gonna see. He, he occasionally was too, but it's just you know you can't. And what was you, and your mom was she? You said she was sassy. Was she very overbearing? Yeah. Oh yeah. Even now she's like, you have overbearing one of those. Mom, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. She's always mom. calling. My mom's great. Is she yeah. dead or something? Or? No, she's awesome. Oh, she really is nice. No, no, really, I wasn't sar- being sarcastic. No. Yeah, my mom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my mom's good. Yours is shitty. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was just that mean. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> CW performs all over the city. He's a stand-up comedian. He performs at New York Comedy Club, Broadway Comedy Club, Greenwich Village Comedy Club, and Gotham Comedy Club. He writes for Player.One, which is a specialty website owned by Newsweek that focuses on gaming, TV, and all things nerd. By the way, thank you. You're doing such a great job. <laughs> I appreciate it. Yeah. I know you're doing this because you thought I was being sarcastic. I wasn't. I, this is like doing wonders for me. Oh, just really? Keep, just keep, yeah, this is great. Oh, just keep well, me we'll going. keep doing this. You keep looking at us with those gorgeous <laughs> oh, eyes. Okay. Yeah. I know you. we've interacted. <laughs> I didn't think you were being sarcastic. I'm pretty familiar yeah. with okay. uh, uh, with your level of neurosis. Yeah. Um, I share elements of it. Yeah. So uh, the joy I take in both helping you with it yeah. and then making it worse. Uh, it, <laughs> it, it just doesn't end. I have yeah. so much joy from that. All right. 
Here's the thing. So CW also is is 22. Yeah. He uh, started when he was 19 years old. Started yeah. stand-up when he was 19. And to my mind, he's on track roughly by the numbers to be the next Dave Chappelle minus oh. the confidence. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The first Jewish Dave Chappelle. First, yeah. More like Dave Chawow. Yeah. That's pretty good. That's you know, a I like that. Wordplay. How about Dave controls the media? <laughs> that is funny. <laughs> <laughs> Do you still believe in that statement after that? Do you still think I'm on track to be the next Dave Chappelle after? He wants this so bad. I, I force he wants this so bad. <laughs> An awful. wasn't even a pun. Did you do an impression of Dave Chappelle? I can do. Uh, I like doing an impression. Just him saying, like, man. Do it. Man. <laughs> That's all I can do. I can just do. Ow. That's I think good. it's a matter of don't quit. I think that's the biggest part of it. Don't yeah, quit yeah. and um, continue to uh, analyze what you're doing and yeah. keep trying to get better. It's, it's, it really is that stupid and simple. Sure. Um, yeah. And you have a, a better chance of getting there than somebody like me, who I'm, you know, in, in the words of Louis C.K., I'm half dead. Yeah. So, like, I'm, you know, I'm too old to ever get that good. Uh, so, oh. it's like, you started early. It's awesome. It's wonderful. Yeah. I mean, and you have, like, a lot of college under your belt uh, to, to help. You a month? Yeah, not even. I think it's, like, less than that, honestly. I don't remember one thing about going there. That's how little I spent there. I don't remember. I'll tell you what. That's not very relatable. <laughs> you know what's funny about that? I would give... Anything to not have gone to college. Really? I made the best friends of my life yeah. there, and I'm still great friends with them. Fuck all that. How about lonely success in stand-up? I'll, I'll <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because I, that's what I would have done. I would have gone down. Well, what where did you study? What did you? Uh, University of Montana. I'm sure you're f- familiar with it. Yeah. What was the major? I'm saying. What was the? <laughs> oh, oh, oh. I studied first. It was acting and singing. Okay. And then I was like, oh, they only teach opera here, mm. uh, and I don't want to. That's. I didn't like it. <laughs> <laughs> and then also. I was like, oh, the best acting teacher here was on Murphy Brown one time. Oh, um, that's not very impressive at right, all. Right. His credit was like one episode. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I, I was like, <laughs> I, I, but, but I hung on for two years. Uh, <laughs> and then eventually, and then I was like, this is dumb. Um, I don't want to do this. And so I just started taking classes, whatever classes yeah. were interesting to me. And then eventually that added up to, oh, I'm five years in now. Uh, I should finish this. And yeah. uh, it ended up being a history degree. <laughs> oh, man. God. Yeah, right. But, uh, wait, uh, philosophy, history, all kinds of stuff. Cool. But that, what brought you to like finance? Because you were in finance for a while. Oh, I was like, oh, I don't want to be poor. <laughs> I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go try to make a lot of money. That's all it was. Well, that sounds awesome. <laughs> I was just like, well, it was just it was cynical. I was just yeah. like, I was like, oh, um, life actually kind of sucks. Is at that at that time, I'm like, life sucks. Yeah. Nothing's fair. Um, the system is really rigged horribly badly for most people. Um, I don't want to be at the bottom of the pile. That was the only. That was the goal. I was like, oh, I want to climb don't... on top of other people to get <laughs> higher. <up. laughs> and then perform on that mountain. And, but but underneath all of it, the whole time, I was like, I just want to make people laugh. Can I do that? Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's pretty interesting. Yeah. But we're yeah. talking about CW. I, I'm yeah. doing a great job. No, I I, I literally zoned out because I, I started imagining like the comment section talking about how. Just seen a guy like with a name. This is worst episode ever. Oh my god! Hate Where, this why? guy. I don't. I feel like I'm boring. I just feel like I'm not. No, you're not. Much. You're not boring. Have you ever noticed that when you uh, when you have those moments where you like don't believe in yourself, no one agrees with you? 
Yeah, that's the helpful. <laughs> isn't that? Isn't that? Isn't? Shouldn't that be the yeah, thing? Yeah, no, sure. You're be right. like, wow. Every time I say I suck, thousands of people say, "Shut the fuck up, CW." Yeah, I yeah. can't write okay. jokes, and you can. I will. Uh, <laughs> I will. I'll get out of my head and. Uh, so, let's like like just reset. Like, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And and sorry. You, and yeah. You, gotcha. No more sorries. No, I'm you're not fine. Okay. I'm sorry. so happy you're here. Okay. Yeah. Do you mean For that? Real? Yes. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah yes. Love you. Okay. I'm sorry. Yeah. Now I'm gonna say sorry, but I'm look. Gonna, yeah. Look. Like you, you've got this thing. Yeah. That that the demon on your back is, um, is I'm not good enough. Right. Demon on my back is I'm unlikable. Mm, right. So thank you so much for agreeing with that. No, you fucker. no it's, I don't <laughs> think you're unlikable. I get like, why you, you know. So so like I'm just saying like we all bring that into. And he thinks he's dumb. Yeah. You really yeah. think? Or, you think or, I really he think he thinks, thinks people think he's dumb, right? And, people, and they do. They yeah, do. That, but they, you're not. You're not. No, I'm smarter than yeah. these people that I think I'm dumb. Right, that's yeah. the thing that's so, like, <laughs> so we all like comedy comes from a dark place, and we right. all are bringing all that shit in right. with us. Yeah. So I mean, I just want to say like. It's okay. And you can even be insecure on the podcast and it's all right. Okay. Uh, because I'm going re- to make fun of you about it. That's that was... really important for us to all talk about what our thing is that like really ma- sets us Yeah, that's uh, You know, that's an interesting thing. Is that a piece that we can try to make relatable? This because... is literally relatable because we're having three different issues with self yeah. that we're all describing on the podcast. Right. I know it's like a weird... You know, because our our podcast is like about the craft of stand up, but I mean, part of that is that self discovery of and, and acceptance and bringing your true self on stage somehow. Yeah, yeah. And like, I am so afraid of not being liked. I want to make people laugh, yeah. so I feel like I'm liked mm-hmm. because I grew up nobody like I just was not likable. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and, and so, thanks for agreeing again. No. <laughs> so the so. Like, I'm just now trying to wrap my head around how do I bring that peace, that insecurity on stage in a way that that is relatable? How do I do that? Yeah. When you're supposed to be likable on stage. You know how terrifying that is? Yeah. That's, yeah. <laughs> like, I'm going to come on stage and be like, I'm uh, classically unlikable. And I've been playing with it and trying, and it's really hard. Sure. And, yeah. like... You, you do you, do you do that? Do you bring this? I'm not good enough thing on stage. Well, that's why that's that's why I kind of chose this uh, topic because uh, part of my problem up until recently is that I, I feel like I was, I was doing stand up where you know at, at the end of my set, no one really knows anything about me, right? You don't really get a semblance of who I am exactly. I feel like I was just wasting everybody's time, right? Because like you know, I mean. Making me laugh is one thing, but I feel like you know to make this make this feel to validate this, make it feel like it's yeah. more than just you know whatever. I think you know you should you should be it should be semi autobiographical, right? In, in yeah. some way, yeah, there's no should. I mean, it, it can be whatever, right? It's an amazing comedy. It, it, just, felt, it just felt felt so empty when I wasn't doing that. You know, okay, when I felt when I left. Uh, and also, like I mentioned before, you know, I said I won't mention names. I was on a show with a, a comedian. And she's like, she was like a, you know, like a big deal or whatever. Mm-hmm. And uh, I went on before her and after I did my set, you know, I did you know, a lot of wacky stuff, instruments and like audience stuff. And at one yeah. point I, I, I wrote up my set on paper and I brought up a random audience member and had him like perform my set while I watched him on stage kind of thing. <laughs> That's cool. Well, the comedian went after me. She, her, her opening line was, oh, that last guy, what happens when instead of writing jokes, you have a brand, like she said. Oh, man. Yeah. So it, it was shitty, but like she wasn't like wrong, right? It was like I was kind of replacing. That's not a brand. That's a sense of humor. <laughs> well, it's like, you know, it's like gags and gimmicks as opposed to like, you know, doing the thing. Andy Kaufman was the clip you brought in. 
Right. What sure. is he that's doing? He's literally wrote that. down yeah, no material. You love, you're right. That's, you're, that's funny. You that. Yeah. No. You're. You're not. What a piece of shit. Well, she did, but she had. She had no way of knowing that it was that was a thing that I had a hank of about. She just said it to get a laugh and whatever. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it was. Do you pronounce the G at the end of hang? Am I not supposed to? <laughs> you said hang up. Hang up. Yeah. Isn't it? How do you say it? You said uh, hang what up. Hang up. Hang up. You, you say hang up. Hang up. Yeah. I think the G is silent, isn't it? Hang up? Even like I'm hanging out with my friends, you don't say like hanging? Hanging, no. Really? Hanging. <laughs> is that weird? I didn't even you realize. say banging? Yeah, I say everything. Like, you know, we banged. I'm, yeah. I banged her. I'm, I'm thinking. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm laughing, I'm laughing <laughs> at this. <laughs> I'm thinking about it a lot. Yeah. <laughs> we were talking about. Going on stage with the demon on your back. Yeah. And trying to use that as a way to relate to the audience. Right, right. I, it was something I've been doing recently, you know, uh, based on that incident, right? And kind of, you know, because the problem you run into, because, you know, the human struggle, right? I mean, that's, I'm sorry, different word. Like being, being human is hard, right? It's like yeah. a lot, it's yeah. difficult. But and the problems you, you have is like, they're not, they're not unique, right? We, we all have very similar problems. And yeah. you want to believe that they are, but they're not. So we, when, you, when it comes to writing things, you just end up touching on things that have been touched so many times before by people because like, you know, fucking my anxiety is very, you know, just people, yeah. you know, people have, you know, people go yeah. through similar horrible things. So you try to find a way to talk about your problems in a way that's unique to you. And that's, that's a mm. challenge, right? To that point. Yeah. To that point. Relatability is like, like effective relatability with standup. I think, I don't know, but I think is where you're able to talk about something that is super familiar, but in a way, like you said earlier, that is not trite. Right. Trite meaning overdone, overused yeah. to the point of just like, I don't want to hear this anymore. Lacking originality, right? So how do you talk about something that's familiar in an original way? Yeah, and that's when a relatability works. It's, exactly. it's, it's magic. Mm-hmm. I, guess, I guess you kind of want the reaction from the audience to be like, instead of like, I've been there, I've done that. You want it to be more like, you know, when, when they think about themselves in the situation, you want to present the way you handle in a way that's like, it's very you. It's right? yours. Right. So like, you know, you, you put your own kind of stamp on the experience. So have you ever heard this phrase that um, the more specific you can get, the more universal it can feel? Absolutely. Exactly. That's, I've, yeah. That's, I don't know that's the exact quote, but uh, yeah, that's exa- yeah, that's, universal is in the specific right. or something like that. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what you're, you're, you're getting at there. Right. And yeah. that if you can make it your story right. to the point where no one else could do it. Right. But, and here's the thing, how do you still, how, how do you get that specific and have it not be niche to where people turn the fuck off? I think, right? I think the key is like having them go, uh, maybe I wouldn't have done that in a situation, but I, I get why you did. Right. Ah. <laughs> that's the way go. I, I see the reasoning. Uh-huh. There. Uh-huh. You know, it's funny. Right. So that's, that's really insightful, man. Yeah. That's, that's, that's the whole goal of this thing. Right? Can I just, just say the, good job? Oh, thank you. Yeah. That, that one felt real. That yeah. did. <laughs> <laughs> My hope is that you're never quite sure if it's all the way real. My hope is that you're wondering, but you're pretty sure I yeah, mean it. Right. That's my hope. <laughs> yeah. I hope. I want all the warmth, but I also want you to slightly be like, well, but was he fucking with me again? That is, that is, that was, that was my dad's method before he, he passed away two years ago. That was the, the, uh, 
Lori Yen, do I do I mean it? You know, hey, do I, am I actually proud of you or do I oh. hate everything you stand for? I never knew. I never found out. Oh, <laughs> hey, dude. Oh. Can I tell you something? Yeah. Your dad dying? Uh-huh. I can relate. What is that? Is your dad also My dead? My dad is a dead guy. Hmm. There we go. Relatable. <laughs> yeah. My dad doesn't eat very well right now. (laughs) (laughs) And it's very scary to me. Yeah. (laughs) I eat like live pigs. (laughs) I don't know what they do in Montana. (laughs) Yeah, that's it. Why? 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 They are so loud at dinner. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, my God. Um, Oh, man. Come on. Let's talk about sex. Well, let's play some of your material to oh. see how this relatability okay. uh, happens in real time. All right, let's, yeah. CW, the first one is called Grandpa, correct? Yeah. All right. Um, and is there anything you want to say about it before we, before we play? Uh, it, it happened almost exactly as I recounted. That's the only thing. I okay. Set this great, great. Clip, clip. All right, this is Grandpa by CW Headley. Hey, uh, it's just, yesterday was his 70th birthday, right, which is good. Uh, it's weird, though, because, like... Like, the longer you do something, like, like the better you are at it, right? That's true for literally everything except being a person, right? <laughs> like the longer you're a human, the worse you are. So I was like the worst person I know. Who's <laughs> that birthday, and let's do something nice for him. I wake him up and make him breakfast. I'm like, Grandpa, what do you want to do today for your 70th birthday? He's like, I want to TP a mosque. He can't, can't do that. <laughs> Watching Down Abbey, it's a fun show. Great show. I'm like, great, this is show great because I hate gay people. I don't know. 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 Oh, that was great. I love the compare and contrast. You do the compare and contrast that you do. Which one's more disgusting? Uh, is so great. Uh, <laughs> it, it's like the and the hot the the more you can heighten that contrast, always the better, right? Right. If you can make them opposites, you have you have comedy gold. Right. And so you're you you of course you you make your case. You 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 cheat, and you're like you're like what's more? What's what? What is it? Two people who are in love. Yeah. They happen to be the same <laughs> sex, or eating until your what is it? it your foot. Falls your off. Foot falls off. Was, I, I added the the TP the, the moss line because uh, the like the, the foot line is like sounds harsh, right? So you, you have to like you have to like make the audience hate my grandfather, right? Uh-huh, you have to make uh-huh, them go, no, fuck uh-huh, this guy. Uh-huh. We're gonna laugh at his condition. And you say, you got really, <laughs> yeah, you really gotta, <laughs> you gotta make paint him, him as the evil. worst person. Yeah, is he really that shitty? Yeah, he's like he's he's a minister, or you know, so like he's a retired minister, still a minister. Well, a minister, no, he, he like he like does sermons for his church. So oh, like Reverend. Yes, reverend is probably the right word. Yeah. So he's just staunch in his beliefs, and they're just all stupid. <laughs> they're just all bad. Oh, God. Yeah. So he hates, he, he yeah, staunch his beliefs, but I love the, the um, love thy neighbor, accept, forgive. Uh, we're all God's <laughs> sheep. Uh, but then he's, and he's a minister. Yeah. But then he's like, set for those. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> those are gross. So yeah. I hate that. Exactly. Them. I'm going to couch, I'm going to couch my distaste in morality. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. You have a, a premise. 
premise I love. You state your premise up front, which is that everything you do in life, uh, the more you do it, the you get better at it, except, yeah. except being a person. That's right. like a brilliant. That is a great Because oh, well, that even just premise. like physically everything about this experience is like you just, you just get worse at it as you go. It's weird. It's like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like you know. You're like a bottle of wine. You peak. Yeah, and then it gets, everything goes. Yeah. But your, your opinions about stuff, like culture wine, you yeah. just get become a shitty regress. Exactly. Some, some people kind of beat that, and they oh, yeah. and they continue to evolve. But like, but there's a. Um, I, I like the. I would say it's it's the fruit analogy. Maybe mm. um, that there's a a point at which yeah you don't want to eat this fruit. It's too. It's, yeah. It's, it's like right. it's not even. It's barely fruit. It's not even really fruit yet. <laughs> yeah, 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 you know. Yeah, yeah. And then and then eventually it gets to the point where it's ri- it's ripe uh-huh. and it's perfect. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. Uh, and it's, <laughs> and and then it it becomes overripe and rotten and then you're like oh it yeah, falls it, off the exactly, tree. Yeah. It's just like it's like avocados composing. Both we get we and avocados get brown spots yeah. when we get a little bit too. <laughs> it's soft and mushy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It bruises oh, easily. Yeah, yeah. Just to suck about how apples love handouts. That's when you know it's the fruit's going on. Wait, wait, <laughs> what? what? That's like an analogy for like an old person talking about like wanting my, handouts. Well, like minorities making fun of like, oh, the apples. It's, it's it's it was a reach. It's it's fine. What are you you saying? <laughs> I was so funny. sad I, you bailed out on it. Yeah. I wanted you to justify it. <laughs> Wait, the apples and oranges? Well, it's like the avocados, like an old person in this situation, and the avocados talking about apples love handouts the way we're talking about like minorities loving. Oh, okay. yeah, it was, that's really you know, funny. Yeah, yeah. So you bailed out again. You literally <laughs> you got back in the car, and then you you, you opened the door and jumped out. Pull yourself up by your uh, hold on, hold on, hold on. Straps. Yeah. Harrison, hold on a second. You're doing a great job. Oh, thank you're you. You're doing a great You're doing job. a great, great job. You needed another one. I saw you needed it. <laughs> you can tell. I'm good. Yeah, no, I'm okay. You okay? For now, I'm good. Just let me know. Thank you. All right, I got you. What about this piece? Why'd you pick it for relatability? Well, so, you know, part of letting the audience know, you know, who I am, right, is a part, you know, it comes in how I react to things, right, how I react to people in my life or whatever. So it's kind of like this nice, you know, I, I get to shit on my grandfather being a bad person, but also let the audience know how I feel about, you know, these two issues, right? So it's like, mm-hmm. here's how I feel about, you know, gay people and uh, old people, and also my grandfather's an asshole. Yeah, yeah. You get to laugh, and you know a little bit more about me. It's like, you know, it's I killing think it's two birds. It's, and it's indirect without, you don't have to state it. Exactly. I never once go. You're, you're reacting to his, yeah. his stimulus. That's my yeah. say. I used to before. I better used to tag him by going. By the way, love gay people. But then you need it. Yeah. <laughs> you don't need yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? I, I think what I like about it is that, um, especially from a relatability angle. Yeah. You're you're painting this picture. You're never attacking him until he's attacking someone else. Right. So and you don't really like even attack him you just kind of say you kind of say who he is right and compare it to something that he hates yeah and you're like isn't one of these way worse right than, right like one of these mm-hmm. is like beautiful and yeah one of these is like rotting yeah like it's the grossest just, thing ever also what it does it gives you a nice insight to what your upbringing was like right so people, I feel like once you know from uh, from whence someone uh, comes from, yeah. you are more likely to be understanding of their like more extreme angles in their comedy later. So we're like, whoa, like this person got slapped by their dad. I am going to 
be more easy on them about their opinions on the Middle East when they get around to them in their comedy. Right. You know what I mean? No, like I told, it's, yeah. It's more like, whoa, you lived an extreme life. Right. So, And I feel like this, I mean, everyone's got a shitty grandparent. Sounds like he's literally getting on stage and performing. His, <laughs> yeah. His, yeah. His, yeah. Yeah. Which is a different animal. Sure. Um, and it's, but it's just enough to be like, like it lets everyone into the door of like, this guy might have an interesting opinion on things. Right. You know yeah, what I mean, yeah. I think there's a, a, a couple things about that. First of all, um, from whence, you come from. I love yeah, that. The doesn't middle make sense. part it, it, sounds super smart. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Half of that sentence, yeah. brilliant. Yeah, yeah. actually okay. sounds like Downton Abbey. Yeah, a little bit, no bit. The Wentz does. Yeah, Wentz. Wentz is super Downton Abbey. <laughs> yeah, sure. The rest of it. <laughs> No, 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 no. Yeah. Okay. So uh, the next thing I liked uh, was okay. So your 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 grandfather's a reverend. There's a lot. There are quite a few. It's the same job, essentially. Oh yeah. Looking for a different effect. Uh, I think I heard. I think it, was, it might have been Chris Rock saying that because he's from a, a, a family of ministers or reverend or something. It's, it's like his dad. Or yeah. Something he like took that. his stage persona from his grandfather. Right. Really? So that's hilarious. Yeah. So does that make you happy? Yeah. Does that so, make you really happy? <laughs> <laughs> really happy. <laughs> so uh, also he did not go to college. Yeah. <laughs> you know, oh man. It's so I'm so sorry. I said Dave Chappelle. I meant Chris Rock. Yeah. We're both but, named Chris. So there's literally a billion yeah. parallels. You're Chris. Yeah. I never knew what your actual name. Now you do. Well, I'm relating to you. Yeah. I like. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, so <laughs> I have a friend named Chris. Yeah, Reverend. So you have the you have that piece of it. Yeah. It's it is the it is essentially the same job, but doing kind of the opposite. Uh, with whereas one, you're saying you can think anything you want. Um, think this for a moment. I hope you laugh from it. Whereas the other is you should think this. Yeah, yeah. And it's not funny. Well, though they do use humor, a <laughs> sure. lot of them use humor, but like it, that's not the point. They'll right. use humor to get to the point where they're like, "This is what you should think." Right. And a lot of great, you know, comedians with a point, they tend to be trying to get you to think for yourself. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. And 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 a, and a minister is making something sacred. And a comedian's job is to make nothing, is to make everything not sacred. Right. Is to make everything, is to be profane. Uh, I, yeah, I love that. That is, yeah. <laughs> so, so you're, 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 you are still reacting to your grandfather. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Hey, I know this is a little tangential, but I just would love to hear, could I request a, a very small character bit okay. from you right yeah, now? Yeah, what's that? Just because you said Chris Rock, can I hear Chris actual rock? Oh, geez. Please distribute it to the listeners. Oh. It's one of the quickest, funniest things I've ever so heard. So stupid. Uh, even stones hate rocks. <laughs> <laughs> Let's listen to another bit by CW, and it's called It Doesn't. <laughs> I got a little pretty early on because uh, I remember I was eight years old and I was in the car with my dad, and I said, Hey, Dad, how does sex work? He said, well, son, it doesn't. That's what he told me, it ain't. <laughs> <laughs> it's not the way I do things. I don't, you know. I don't go into it with a good attitude. You know, the hardest part is, I'm a hypochondriac, so, I'm, you know, I always wear condoms. It's a good thing to practice. But it's like, the putting on of the condom is like this awkward time thing, right? Because you, you're doing it, and, like, she's waiting, and it's weird. So I, I try to say stuff, but it comes across awkward. So I'm like putting on the condom. I'm just looking at her like... Buckle up. <laughs> <laughs> Are you ready? All aboard. 
Oh, that was good. I like that. That's super, super, super funny. Yeah, yeah. That is a funny time. Man, that's kind of like, <laughs> that's like a dirty Brian Regan kind of. Oh, yeah? It's like, you know that time before you put the condom on? Like, it's very... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Isn't that awkward? Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. Like, it is awkward. It's like an airplane <laughs> joke about fucking... I can relate to the awkwardness. <laughs> yeah. It, yeah, it totally is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I love that. That's And that's super relatable. Yeah. Literally everyone in the history, man and woman, know that feeling of like, what are we doing? <laughs> there was a time right? before time condoms. Time that's not all... Of, remember, I'm the history degree here. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so uh, there was a time before condoms. Not all... All men and women in history. Before that, oh. they just wrapped a leaf around it. Yeah. <laughs> That's not true, is it? Oh, <laughs> I just, that. They're just, no, they're they just were good leaves and bad. Hand. You wanted a good like Trojan Magnum leaf. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what were that man? That's crazy to think about. But that's such a fucking yeah. There's so much. What are you supposed to talk about? That's what hilarious. You, yeah, what do you say? What's that time allotted for, you know? Yeah, yeah. Buckle here's a, here's up. A, all right, here, just, you do it. <laughs> <laughs> you do it. Uh... Yeah. It's your turn. <laughs> oh, man. Man. Uh, yeah, I like I like. Um, so how many... Um, did you workshop that to trying to find the different uh, the different things to say? That's that's the first time I've done that on stage ever. Oh, right for there. real? Yeah, yeah. Oh, you had a bunch of good ones there. Yeah. I, you know what? I, I could kind of tell because they didn't escalate. You didn't yeah. go from uh-huh. uh, you know like here's a good one, here's some lesser ones, yeah. here's the best one. It, it's, yeah, it's just here's a shotgun full of tags. Exactly. <laughs> it, it, yeah, the first one was clearly the one that has the, the, like the kind of the biggest reaction, and also there's a lot of space. Me clearly trying to think of something, mm-hmm. you know. Um, Mm-hmm. On the spot, but yeah, the, the escalation is definitely you know clear. What do you think is life. the so this is relatability by experience, right? And it's relatability by emotion, right? And also the thing we've seen before of how like people go, you know, they see themselves in that situation, but I, I don't. I think most would think, they probably wouldn't say those things or that, but like mm-hmm. you know, so you gotta go Let's see why we're both here. Here's what I would do. Well, you know, you go oh, okay. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't do that, but it's kind of funny. Or yeah, I can see. I can see why he would do that. Yeah, because to relieve awkward tension. Right. Exactly. Right? Yeah. Uh, in a in a moment that's supposed to be you know intimate and sexy, all of a sudden we're uh, when you put a condom on, you're like we're both afraid, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly. Yeah. yeah. And we're just gonna just take this moment to protect ourselves from each other. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't feel safe with you. Do you feel safe with me? No. no. <laughs> we both right. agree. Uh, okay, ready to launch? Yeah. <laughs> you know you know how rockets sometimes explode up on launch? <laughs> I consider my dick the challenger. <laughs> the challenger. That's fucking hilarious. My dick is the challenger. Oh, oh my man. God. <laughs> That's a great bit. I, I really like that. Oh, thank you. <laughs> yeah, I think, too, in terms of relatability, um, if you can get them to see it in their mind... They'll relate to it better. Right. Visualization. We've had a whole episode on visualization, but if you can get them to see it, and I think <laughs> anytime you talk about sex and genitals, people picture dicks and pussy immediately. Like immediately yeah. Just flash, flash, <laughs> flash, flash, yeah. flash. It's like all. It's like all. Just like you porn just explodes it's in their the brain. Easiest thing to summon <laughs> yeah. in someone's brain is, <laughs> is a dick. Yeah, summon it up. You sound like you're like conjuring. <laughs> yeah, it's the easiest. Yeah, like there's so many words that are like not even. 
that aren't dick or put that people they were just making people think about dicks and vaginas. Mm. People, right. people people want to think about them at the thing. I think. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's kind of easy to lean down that path. Right, yeah, yeah. right, right. Yeah. And it's 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 graphic. Uh, it's it is by its very definition. Uh, the, you know, the word graphic means you see it. Right. And uh, and genitals are called graphic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, by very definition, it yeah. means this is imagery with a capital I. Yeah. There are folds and wrinkles all over it. <laughs> <laughs> all right. The next bit we're going to play is selected by Harrison. Harrison, tell us about this bit. It is, well, quickly, I'll say what it is. It's Straight White Man. It's by Bo Burnham, and it's from his 2016 special called Make Happy. Make Happy. Why did you, you choose this bit? Anything you want to say up front? I love th- the thing that's cool about Bo Burnham to me. We haven't really listened to him on this podcast. He's also a musical comedian, so it's like a little bit different than most of what we've been listening to. What I like about this bit and what, about, uh, what I like about most of his comedy that comes from his music is that it's, it's trying to be relatable by being the crazy like it's it's almost a satire of someone trying to be relatable oh so okay in this instance this song is him kind of making fun of the artist he is mm-hmm. and like what his plight is as a person it's very very funny great you guys will like it okay and uh definitely i mean as always is um, sounds meta you love your meta comedy I love <laughs> comedy <laughs> about <laughs> comedy all right joke aside a joke let's play it guys I've got a lot of problems in my life. I wrote a song about some of the problems in my life. Hopefully some of you can relate to it. Here we go. Walking around, I got no one to talk to. There's everyone. And then there's just me If I could change Don't you think that I'd do it? God only knows Why he cursed me to be A straight white man I state my problems Other people roll their eyes Three trips to the mall Zero khakis in my My life is easy until you've walked a mile in my arms. <laughs> Straight white man, I know the road looks tough ahead. <laughs> the women want rights, the gays want kids. What? <laughs> Can't you just leave us alone and also no to the things you asked for? (laughs) (laughs) They're being greedy and they know it, okay? Just cause it's true Doesn't mean that it's right So pull up a chair 
Put down your pitchforks. Give me a chance to show you what it is like to be a strange white man. The church has never made me feel ashamed of who I am. <laughs> But I get emails from Zappos that Gmail doesn't mark as spam. <laughs> Constitution was handwritten by my race, but my wife bought me the brand new iPhone with an iPod Touches case. Case doesn't fit that. I love that song. It's so funny. <laughs> Hilarious. So t tell me a little bit about it. Uh, what's in particular? What? What? Why? I love that bit because it literally brings everyone into it because mm -hmm. it's just it's like he is playing the character. He's playing the not I wouldn't call it the villain in a way a villain, uh, but not like a malicious person. He's playing the role of the whiny, you know, white artist. And I think. He's he's self-awarely, yeah, very like very self-aware. Ironical, and also <laughs> I think it's really I like that he uses this the song like the uh, melody is so like kind of like epic and sounds it sounds like like a Celine Dion ballad power mm -hmm. ballad or something, <laughs> but just like the subject matter. So it's like really, I I love the contrast of like the issue and the like intensity in which he's singing it. I think uh, I I just really like it because I think it um it just uh, it lets it lets him feel like an idiot. It lets the audience feel okay with all sounding like a bunch of idiots because like I'm sure there's like 50% of the crowd is white straight yeah, men, right? And I bet they're just thinking, yeah, we're ridiculous, and everyone else is like, yeah, you're ridiculous. Mm -hmm. It's like a nice way everyone can kind of get on board. I was thinking. Part of that, Bo Burnham in general, but that clip is like, 
same with the music. The reason why those things sell so well too, because it's never like a, like a perfunctory effort. It's like no. the songs are like good first, so yeah, like, yeah. so like you know the lines just work that much better because it sounds like a real song. It's not just yeah. like mm-hmm. you know like chords and like you know mm-hmm. sets. And also even it's not like Dimitri Martin's comedy, which is like kind of like doing bits over. Yeah, guitar. the framework is just there to do bits over. Where this is like an actual like it's, it's like a woven in. Yeah, it, it is. Yeah, so yeah. he's it is it is musical comedy. Ooh, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Like 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 uh, Stephen Lynch. I don't know if you know who he is. He's a fantastic musical comedian. Even yeah. Lynch. Uh, what, is we'll he? bring him on later. We'll do okay. a whole episode on musical comedy. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We said that would be cool. Yeah. So, okay. So you liked about this that he's self-awarely relating to the audience mm-hmm. that people l- like him. Yeah. He's liked- also relating to the times, I think. As big. like It's like a very – this is 2016. Probably – in terms of like wait the way social media like the last like maybe like four or five years have been very much like a lot sorry, a lot of uh person like especially with like the video phone like uh, filming and stuff and like what is happening with the world uh, straight white men are getting more and more obviously complainy mm-hmm. about just like mm-hmm. really non issue issues mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I feel like this is a nice like culmination of those feelings by someone that is that way. And also, uh, but very aware that the problems are like, he doesn't actually have problems. I think it's really, I don't know. Does that make sense? (laughs) Sure. But I, I, I'm, I guess what I'm getting at is, or what I'm asking you is, um, why does this come off to you as uh, in what way, what methods of relatability is he, is he using here? See, what I liked about it is that, you know, it's like it's subversive of the whole thing. Like he's like, you know, relating to the audience, like, you know, kind of telling about himself. But instead of like the, you know, like the the, the, the kind of charming aspects we try to convey, it's like the, like the ugly parts, like the parts that like, yeah. you know, he's acknowledging, you know, his, I guess... I don't want to, is there another word for privilege? It isn't privilege that means that. It's like no, he is say. acknowledging. He's right. In, he's like conveying it and relating it to an audience probably, you know, feels the same. Like you said, it's probably mostly people who look like him or whatever. Yeah. And they're all acknowledging this ugly part about them. And it's like funny, right? They're making it yeah, yeah. silly and, uh, you know. It's also just kind of like who is the most obnoxious person? Yeah. The, the like the the white guy who thinks that their life should be in the right. limelight regardless mm-hmm. of what they're doing yeah. and um i think it's it's just great because he has has this grand stage and he's using it to say like my problems ain't shit and also half of yours aren't shit right and then everyone everyone else's like it, it, literally everyone can laugh about that well, exactly. there yeah. is this thing of that he's he is doing a thing where he's saying uh people like me try to take themselves too seriously yeah and everybody has done that yeah yeah everybody is taking themselves way too seriously yeah. uh and i think um you know being able to laugh at yourself is is great i think there's a piece of it here to me that is uh i don't know he's dancing a difficult line because if he's too it's so sarcastic. Yeah. Then it gets just like sappy and annoying. Yeah, right? yeah. Or, but if he's not sarcastic enough, then people will take him a little bit seriously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right. his agenda. Right. <laughs> also, in terms of uh, musical comedy, let's talk about a couple of the techniques he employs uh, outside of the theme. So, one of uh, the comedy oftentimes is here's the pattern, break the pattern. 
here's the pattern, break the pattern. Yeah. How quickly can I establish that the pattern is this? And he does that often with, you, you think I'm going to rhyme? Here I don't rhyme. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right? The African American doesn't work with the rhythm. Yeah. yeah like that's a, yeah. Oh, side note. Uh, blacks not being like to be called blacks. Yeah. So I actually, one of the few <sighs> times I ever got in trouble on any issues around race with my ex-wife, who's black, yeah. uh, she... We, one time I, I just haphazardly just randomly um, referred to her as African-American mm-hmm. and she just in her very strong, calm way turned and looked at, looked at me in a way, the way that meant, Oh, you're in a lot of trouble now. And, and I was like, what? And, and she goes, so I'm, I'm African-American. No. Yeah. <laughs> she goes, so you get to be white. But I have to be a specific kind of American. Oh man! So Yo. you're just an American, and yeah. and I was like, yes, no, wait. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that was the one. Yeah. I, I heard him say that, and I was like, well, I my life experience tells me um, that's I'm, the preferred. Yeah, I yeah. think I I didn't, I didn't have an opinion about it. I think I think I'm on board with your ex-wife. That makes sense. Yeah, she's a smart cookie. Yeah, I, <laughs> I like that. I love. Yeah, that's a really yeah. Good. So you get to be just a regular American, yeah. but I have to be a specific kind. Right. Okay. Just just yeah. Oh, good to know. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, all right. Well, that's uh, thank you. That's why you went, you went to Stanford. I yeah. went to school in Montana. I, what do you think of the? T- <laughs> <laughs> this is a weird tangent. What do you think of uh, people of color as a? I like them. I, like I, like I think they're great. <laughs> no, 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 no. The word, like, I, I'm like, you really just changed the conjunction and colored people and right. rearranged. My rule word. of thumb, if, if it just like sounds clunky, it probably is like offensive, right? Oh, that's yeah. interesting. If it, if it rolls up yeah. the tongue, it's probably fine. You know? Yeah, yeah. Black. That sounds Muslim. fine. Yeah. See, that's good. <laughs> yeah, that's uh-huh. like very, yeah. yeah, yeah. God, it rolls off the tongue. It's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. After, oh god, like, troublemaking bike thieves. It's a lot. It's like a mouthful. Yeah, it really is not, a mouthful. Probably not the things you call them. That. Wait, wait. What was the term? You <laughs> 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 probably shouldn't say it again, right? <laughs> You're surprisingly our edgiest guest. Yeah. Is that right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm sorry. I'll, however, however, I'll, you're I'll doing a great it. job. You're oh, doing no, a great wait, job. Why? Yeah. <laughs> no, I've been. I've. I haven't got to say cunt once on here. <laughs> Jeez, that's, yeah. I feel like you might be my guy. <laughs> so I liked where he said, "Just because it's true doesn't mean it's right." Yeah, yeah right. I like that's that. I'm line. not sure what that means exactly. I love yeah. it though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's really, really <laughs> doesn't mean that it's right. He's always really good at also like, like what are you saying should come across as like moralizing or preaching, but it never does for whatever reason. No, it, it no. seems like it never seems like it's condescending or it seems very just. So it's just funny, you know, it's yeah, like organic, yeah. you know. Because you can feel that the patronizing tone he's taking is sarcastic. Right, He's also yeah. always ahead of his audience. There's another song that he sings. I won't get into the song, but it's called God's Perspective. And the way he opens it was like, I just want to say that I, I, I'm i up here. I don't feel like I'm better than any yeah. anyone here. I'm not, I'm not trying to preach or anything. I just... I, I want to. Kn- I want you to know. I'm not. I'm not. We're no different, basically. And he's like. By the way, this next song is called uh, "The Perspective of God." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. great song. Great, great, yeah, great, great song. Yeah. Sets off the. Sets up and sets up that contrast, right? It's, the like, like here he does the same thing. Cursed to be a straight white man. Right. right? Yeah, it, he yeah. sets that up right away. Uh, yeah. So yeah. It's great. I, well, I also joke writing. Yeah. Sometimes, <laughs> something that I've noticed a lot of comics that don't like musical comedy often hate about musical comedy is that it's a built-in rhythm mm-hmm. that doesn't require the joke to have a rhythm. 
The joke mm-hmm. is just literally like, can I say something that rhymes with something funny? That after? happens, yeah. It, it, the, yeah, the, yeah. Rhyming yeah. is enough sometimes. Sure. Yeah, it's um, I which uh, and I think one of the things that's cool about this is one of you just said that it's not preachy, and it oh, could, yeah. and it could have been that was you, right, right? Yeah, and it could have been preachy. Or it doesn't come off as preachy. It doesn't right. come off. as preachy. I would yeah. argue it totally is preachy. Yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure. yeah, yeah. And it's like, um, I, but. I think what's great about it is he's in every song he's becoming a character or in most of his songs he's becoming a character and we talked about this you disagree you and Khalid had a small disagreement but it wasn't re- it was more just a miscommunication on mm-hmm. his episode about when you're a character you can say more things mm-hmm. because you're but um it, I, if he set him up to it and again I said he's not a villain but it is like a guy no one likes mm-hmm. he is playing the guy that no one likes in this mm-hmm. he's uh he could have probably said like if he was performing for a room full of straight white men he could have said like a poetry major or something instead of straight white men like they're just like a kind of well, guy he's being the thing he's doing is he's uh, uh, Chris Rock I know had a joke about this but you got to be careful who you complain to yeah. And what you complain about. And then I, I, I have a joke that's along the same lines because we all know, we've all seen that. We can all relate to yeah. either complaining when you, to somebody about something you should be complaining to them about, yeah. uh, uh, right. not taking into, into consideration their, their life, their yeah. perspective. Yeah. Uh, or having someone do it to you. And the one that hit me really hard is I was reading an interview by Louis C.K. And he was talking about how he sort of kind of wishes that he could go back to being an open micer. Oh, wow. And I just sat there and he's like, oh, because, you know, and I was like, oh, success sounds hard. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's tough. And when the only people reading your goddamn interviews are people who wish they could be in your position. Like, yeah. Oh, Shut yeah. Up. Let's Shut trade up. places. Yeah. yeah. Sounds great. Let yeah. Me do the seller on a whim. Yeah. <laughs> you just come. Wow. Oh, it's a hard yeah. Yeah. waiting tables. It's great. Come on. Let's talk about sex. <laughs> let's do another bit. Yeah. yeah let's do some comedy. Yeah. <laughs> I like comedy. Hey, by the way, it's you're doing good. great, man. Yeah, I don't like when you say it. That's why. It's the tone is different. It seems disingenuous. Mm-hmm. Hey, man, I like you, dude. <laughs> here we go. Right, it's it's better, yeah. All right. So this one I chose. It's by one of my favorite comedians. A lot of people don't know who he is in the United States. He's Irish. His name is Dylan Moran. You've probably seen him. At some point, this is from his 2009 special, What It Is, and I don't have a name for it because it's from his special, but we'll call it Gardening. People, you have a very important early decision to make in your life. Are you going to be alone? Are you going to be with somebody else? Are you going to be sane or not lonely? (laughs) (laughs) A couple is a strange thing. It's an organism that's half as intelligent as the most intelligent member. (laughs) And you both know who that is. Because you've got two people walking around together all the time trying to remember all the different shit they have to lie about to each other. (laughs) Oh, we're going over here, are we? Oh, good. Are we going to see those people? Terrific. Oh, good. I hope it doesn't stop anytime soon. (laughs) There's a lot of pressure on you to find the right person. You're told if you don't find the right person, your life is fucked. It's my advice. Forget the whole thing. You're dead. Which is rubbish. There's billions of you. We're all the fucking same. If it's not him, it's be her. Or if it's not him, it's be them. <laughs> There's a million 
people for everybody. There's more than enough. We're very overstocked on ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> but it's because we all think we're so fabulous. The first half of your life is all spent getting over yourself anyway. You know, you would think you're amazing, unique. Young people walking around going, you know, the funny thing is, I was just in the kitchen, but now I'm here in the bedroom. Get a load of me, I just go on and on. <laughs> <laughs> and that's around the age when you meet somebody else and you're totally unbearable. Two young, fit, healthy, attractive people in love, there's nothing worse to look at in the world. <laughs> it's going around going, I can't believe I met you because I'm amazing and you're amazing and we're surrounded by shitheads, it's just amazing. <laughs> I know this really good bar, let's go and make it better. <laughs> <laughs> In the second half of your life, you realize just like how, like every other hump who drew breath, you really are. <laughs> Except you're more boring. <laughs> but anyway, so there's a lot of pressure. There's pressure on a young man to, to, to say something snappy and seductive and charming to a, to a young woman in a dance hall or a disco or whatever they're called now, those places where you walk in and the music makes your internal organs bleed. And, <laughs> and that's very hard because it's a loaded conversation. It's about attraction. So what do you say? You know, what's the right thing to say? There's nothing. It's like talking to the bereaved. There's no right thing to say. Hey. Yeah. Like your clothes and stuff. You want some gravy? There's no... <laughs> gravy is not an innuendo. I just mean actual gravy. The, um... Yeah, fuck, where are you from? The, uh... It's, you know, it's the same with the bereaved. What can you say? I am sorry about all the people who died. One little gravy. There's, it doesn't work then either, you know. <laughs> but there's too much pressure on you because you're young and you're stupid. You should be given some latitude, some license there. You know, you should just be allowed to walk up and say, hey, and then you can go off together. <laughs> and do something wonderfully stupid, like have a gap year. Why not? There's no other justification for that as far as I can see anyway. What do young people have gap years for? They haven't done anything yet. <laughs> but then they have a full year where they do nine times as much as they've ever experienced up to that point. So they know what the rest of adulthood feels like. Which is walking around in a desert with a bag over your head being bumped into by people who rob you as they bore you. <laughs> and they always go for some stupid reason as well. So where are you going? Brazil. You bastard. Why? Because they have a snake there. <laughs> what it does, it pretends to be asleep, and then monkeys come over, and then it fucks them and eats them. <laughs> well, I have a great time in jail with malaria. <laughs> the, the, uh, so yeah, all that pressure on the, on the young man and the young woman. And there's, you know, tremendous amounts of different kinds of pressure on, on, on the young man and, and the young woman. Because, you know, 7,000 women in Britain alone went for, for cosmetic breast surgery last year, which is... You think, why? A tiny number of them might have needed some medical attention. The rest just thought they weren't good enough. You know, they needed something else. Big, small, square, maybe wrap around. I don't know. But <laughs> it must be pretty insecure to go to a surgeon and say, what I want you to do is put me asleep with powerful drugs. When I'm asleep, whip, snip, frisbee away different bits of me, stick into weather balloons, sew it up, wait until I'm groggy and deranged and bloody and wake me up and then give me demands for money. <laughs> you know, you can't think that much of yourself. You know, nobody's tits are perfect. Not even mine. And I have spent thousands on every inch of myself. <laughs> These fingers are from Florence. <laughs> Yves Saint Laurent himself designed my arse. My nipples are reconstructed from an early unfinished blueprint by Coco Chanel. Hence their lopsided charm. One of them's on my shoulder. The other five I keep handy between my toes. 
which themselves are a bit embarrassing. But fuck it, it was the 80s. You had to have suede. And the, <laughs> nothing is perfect. So the young man and the young woman realize eventually that you don't die. You know it's a huge lie. Because the young man knows he's not dead, because he's with the young woman now, and they're in a rented flat, and she's talking about curtains. And he really, really wants to be dead. Because the young woman's been talking about curtains for half an hour, and it looks like she means to go on. And she's saying, what do you think? Should we get the purple ones with the really subtle blend into the pink tonalities towards the ends? Or should we get the ones that look like a tree, but it's at night, and you're passing in a car? Which one do you think we should get? What do you really feel? I can't make this decision by myself. What do you really truly feel? And what he really truly feels is, I cannot begin to describe how much I don't care. <laughs> I didn't know we had windows. <laughs> Until you brought all this shit up, okay? Stop saying wallpaper, furniture, floor. It's bourgeois. Eat the chicken from my hat. Come on. Now, in a strange way, when you're, when you're young, death is on your mind more. You don't think about it. You don't think about anything. You know, I was young once. I remember. You don't think about anything. You're very stupid. Young men in particular are very stupid because they're paralyzed by lust. You look, look, spend your time looking at young women, going, ah! 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 Oh! Please! Please let me help you, please. <laughs> Take me home, I can hold parts of you while the rest of you gets on with tasks. Please! <laughs> Come on! Stood on the same street corner for days at a time. Now, I still see them, of course. Sometimes I still stop and stare. But different things go through my mind now, with time passing, you know? I look at them and I go, Ah! <laughs> Give me your kidneys. <laughs> You're wasting them! <laughs> Fucking fruit and salad, come on, I need back up here. I'll give you a pair of shoes. <laughs> so, yes, death. When you're young, you think about it. You, did, you don't really think about it, you know. You have the intelligence of raspberry jam, you're not thinking about anything. But it's there as a motive force making you do things. Go and get a job, go and find a flat. Find somebody else, put them in the flat, make them stay. <laughs> get a toaster, go to work, get on the bus, look at your boss, say fuck, sit down, pick up the thing, go blank, scream internally, go home, listen to the radio, look at the other person, think why, why did this happen? <laughs> go to bed, lie awake at night, get up, feel groggy, put the things on, your clothes, whatever they're called, go out the door, into work, same thing, same people, again, it's real, it is happening to you. <laughs> home again, sit, radio, dinner, mm, gardening, 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 death. So. <laughs> All right. That's, that's the bit. It's hilarious. That's amazing. Yeah. That's uh, fucking so I, funny. Uh, yeah. It, I, and I, I, I debated because I was like, ah, oh, it's a little long, but I wanted it from the beginning when he talks about the relationship to the end where the yeah. guy, like that, I, <laughs> because I, ah, I, I think it's a masterful piece of work. Yeah, yeah it really is. It's like the circle of life. Yeah. yeah. Gardening, 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 death. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. oh my God. So, uh, since you asked Harrison, I'll tell you why I picked that bit. Uh, <laughs> Come on, dude. <laughs> uh, Harrison, you're, you're doing a great job. 
I don't feel it. <laughs> you're smart. Everyone loves you. Hey. And you're doing a great job. Hey. Yeah. People don't hate you that much. Do <laughs> Why'd you pick that bit? Oh, I picked the bit because so many pieces of his perspective are relatable. Mm. And then he goes absurd and surreal. And it's like, whoa, where are we now? And he's back again. Yeah. yeah. And it's it's just about love and death. Mm-hmm. Th- that's the, the whole thing is about love and death. And yet he finds a way to continually take us out of anything relatable and then bring us right back again. Right. I, uh, I love that. Also, you were saying earlier is that like... Just, just hearing like hearing the way he speaks, his cadence, his voice. Mm-hmm. And you, you just get, you get him. Like you get, mm-hmm. you feel the, where, where the punchline's coming. A good night, like a, you know, like a, you know, it isn't. Uh, that's what I'm looking for. It isn't. Uh, it's like it doesn't telegraph it, but you can, you know, you can just feel where like he he feels the funny is, and you're just more mm-hmm. on board, you know. Mm-hmm. In a very deliberate kind of way, his word choice, you know, kind of guides yeah, you into he's it. He's not telegraphing the punchline, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Which we'll define that telegraphing the punchline is where you give too much away, and people know what the punchline is going to be. Yeah. What he is doing is letting you feel the buildup, right? Tension yeah. before he, where he's about to drop the punchline. Yeah, you like yeah. totally get in his like just kind of his way of thinking, right? Mm-hmm. And he said it's surreal too, but you totally like you're on board with all of it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and the I mean, underneath all of that is, of course, really genius writing. Yeah. I mean, so, yeah, it's such it's just it's, it, it's so many of the words come from out of nowhere. Yeah. Yeah. If the intelligence of raspberry jam. Like yeah, his, yeah, his yeah. word choice is fantastic. Yeah, it's so good. Yeah. And, and he has so many, he has a number of premises that he builds in here, all mm. to feed into the singular premise, which is that I think, I think it's, uh, it, it, this is all kind of pointless. You're running a program that you don't, you can't help. Yeah. yeah. Which is, you think you're special. You think you need to fall in love. Uh, you, uh, um, you're, everyone's afraid of death. It's going to happen to you. You're yeah. going to die. Yeah. Um, you're going to do all the things and think you're doing it right, and then you're going to die anyway. Mm-hmm. That, that's, the, that's the central message of it. Yeah. And yet, and, and that, all of that is so relatable. Yeah, but it's tempered by all this kind of the nuances that are like this, you know, or, you know, this guy is very much, you know, which is very much Dylan Moran, yeah, doing, you know. They said it never feels like I said it never feels trite, you know. It's like I've thought about these things, but not in this way before, you know. Mm-hmm. That's, mm-hmm. It's always good. He has like a cheeriness to the way he's like, yeah, something. Yeah, right. Like, yeah, cheery yeah. darkness. Yeah, yeah. I loved how he he says you you go through the first half of your life getting over yourself. Yeah. How everybody thinks you're uh, we're special and we're gonna really do something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's gonna be it's gonna be amazing. Yeah, uh, I I have so much. Everybody gets told. Well, not everybody, but you're lucky. If you're lucky, you get yeah. told you have a lot of potential. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. And then the first half of your life is just getting over yourself. And how I love how his, his his next premise is. But you're 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 boring. You're the same as everybody else. You are a human being. Yeah. 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 You never really drove that home, too, like, just the narcissism being young is that line about, let's go to the shitty bar and make it better. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> and it's like, you know, it's funny. I was just in the bathroom, and now I'm in the kitchen. Yeah. Like, yeah. That, that was so, man. Yeah. That's so, oh, God, that's And, and how uh, he says, what, what was it about uh, a young, fit, attractive couple? How, look, 
in love. That's the best thing to feel in yeah. the world. Like there's nothing better than to be that, than yeah. to feel that way. Like, oh, that just like, that, like falling in love is incredible. There's yeah. no better feeling in the yeah, world. Yeah. And for everybody else, it's horrible. Yeah. yeah Watching yeah. you do it is yeah. the worst. Yeah. yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> that was very, yeah. He just really, um, and I liked his thing about like going to like a discotheque or whatever and just be like there's no reason we should just be, we should be like hey and then just leave <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> it's just yeah god man he he really mocks uh, social norms better than that was what that was so funny i'm so i gotta look up this whole guy yeah, i love him he's i loved so him very funny this is my first time listening to him he's yeah, here. so funny here. what's the special called again it's called Sorry. what it is what it is there's okay. quite a few of them um and they're all amazing in their own way yeah uh it's fun He's he's got a Louis C.K. element. To I was him. thinking that, yeah. Uh, the very Louis thing is like kind of, uh, like you know, spurning like the youth, but in this kind of kind of goofy, silly, bumbling affectation, right? Where he's like, yeah. mm-hmm. oh, I'm sorry, talking down to uh, you know, young people. This now, it's not it's like I said, it's not like like finger wagon. It's like this like bumbling idiot telling you why the you're the innuendo part, yeah, the, the gravy part could yeah. be like if Louis was doing like. There's no reason we can't just go to each other and say, you want gravy? Yeah, I don't know why we can't. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. It's not sexual. Whereas, whereas, like, like Louis almost uh, sort of blown away by life. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whereas Dylan Rand is exasperated by it all. Yeah, yeah. I like... Aggressively shouting about like things that could be taken positively, (laughs) and I think uh, I just like the way he breaks down every reason why you shouldn't feel good about yourself, (laughs) like at any point in your life. But it's so lovable. Yeah, one of the things he does that I don't think is done very much in American comedy is he combines absurdism and surrealism so he combines uh in, intentionally ridiculous like things that don't make sense and then things that don't go together uh, those two things he'll push those smush those together to illustrate his point like when he's trying to make the very common point which is if you're getting plastic surgery you probably don't think that much of yourself right. uh, that's a point yeah. that's been made over and over and over again true or not whatever but the way he does it is he starts like, like my fingers are from Florence yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know he has, I can't even remember all the different things he had he had so many examples right and I, I don't I don't see that in American comedy that much. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Where now we're in this really bizarre cartoon land. None of it quite makes sense, but it's somehow still elucidating the point. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it's that confidence that he knows he's kind of conveying what he's saying enough to where he can kind of dip into like, you know, absurdism about losing the audience or losing, you know, they're, they're still going to kind of vibe with him and understand where he's coming from, you know, even if he slips in those kind mm-hmm. of those out there kind of concepts, you know. He flips lust on its head. So... Uh, he has a moment in here where he's talking about lust when you're young and lust when you're old. Right. And lust when you're young is I want to take you home and you and, and touch you while you do tasks or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. and then he's like he's 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 on the same street corner looking at the young girls again and then he's lusting over their kidneys. Yeah, he's like yeah. you're wasting them. <laughs> yeah, Back yeah. up. It's hilarious. <laughs> That's so funny. It all feels like it's like building towards something like this big mm-hmm. crescendo, right? And he's mm-hmm. he totally doing that intentionally. Mm-hmm. Be like hanging on every word, laughing the whole time but like it's, it's clearly going somewhere right yeah. it doesn't feel like it's meandering at all but also doesn't feel like super rehearsed either but it all feels like yeah it's like it's, it feels like it's this. bubbling out yeah of it. exactly just like yeah. just frothing yeah yeah 
And yet, and yet, it's clearly like so to get to that point. It's so much rehearsal, so right, much writing, right. so much testing. Well, you don't you don't really see the gears at work though. You just kind of right. Yeah. Well, I think what I he, I'm guaranteeing you, he wrote almost there, there. I bet you he did not write word for word on this at all because this is. Ooh, so, I would disagree. I bet it's bullet form. I don't know. Mm. I I don't think you can. It's the words are so specific. Yeah. It's they're so. Yeah, but that can just be ingrained. That's mm. the, like there's an embedding that happens when you do stand up that, that yeah. you don't need to look at your notebook to see what you have to say. You can get a reminder of what you need to come across. What needs to come across? Yeah, I think so. But these are like these are. But the, uh, I would argue with you only on this. Uh, so I think you can do that mm-hmm. when you're conveying an idea. But there are verbal flourishes. Yeah, that are so specific. That you, that, uh, George but, Carlin said this, like, that you need to identify. I used to be driving myself crazy about this. Yeah. Do I do it all, write it all out? Or do I, or do I just try to do it with bullet, bullet points and, and little this reminders? This is what he said or what you thought? No, this is what I was like, oh God, which do I do? And then he, I just heard him in an interview and he was just like, he's just like in his classic Carlin way. Well, you just have to, um, some things are verbal flourishes and you need to write those out. And some yeah. things are just ideas you need to convey. You need to just tell people th- those things. Yeah, and yeah. you got to figure out which one's which. And I was like, oh yeah, you could do both. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, you can do both. Yeah, for Sure, they're definitely. I, I don't know. I guess it, but he was at a level when he probably said that where he had done both. Like, and his mind was so, like, it was like a motor at that point. Yeah. He probably could do whatever he wanted and not lose his Carlinness. Maybe. Whereas, yeah, I mean, like, we're young enough in the game <laughs> that when we do something right. and we feel like we're telegraphing it and it's not having an emotional component to it that we wrote it with yeah, sometimes yeah, that yeah. can be when like you remember you the words, your grandpa's yeah. diabetes it like like if you ever did that and you just didn't feel like you, you want to go full it, like, grandpa diabetes want, right yeah you want yeah. to sell that how I have, gross it is i have a bit about me, me and my girlfriend calling each other puppies yeah. um and i like i've done it like i've done it like six times and like three times on shows and three times like working it out and I'm fine with where it's at, but they're just like, I have not wanted to do it in so long just because I don't feel like mm. hard selling cuteness. I'm, like, in the, I'm in the minority here. Absolutely. But when it comes to like bits and material, I, I think it's, I think that I think there's an absolute value in like kind of like knowing the joke and like yeah. Colin was as intentionally saying it kind of a, with a different energy every time, you know, yeah. uh, you know, I, I, that's an important skill to have. Yeah. Kind yeah. of, it makes it, it changes the whole kind of point and, uh, you know, kind of the feel of the joke, right. You make it sometimes funny or not as funny, but it's, it's kind of fun thing to do. Yeah, yeah. I'm never super rigid about how, or, or I tell a joke or in the kind of tone, you know, uh-huh. as long as the, like the words are mostly there. Yeah. 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 Just the idea. Yeah. Well, I love, well, that's why I like about this is because it's so like, it's so almost like his theory on the world and her is just like, this is how I see everything. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's not like, oh, I should write this down. Like, I thought of it once for the first time. I'm, I think this is like his feelings. And he finally found, like, he probably just got to a point where it's like, I feel like I know exactly what I'm thinking. Yeah, he, right. well, he clearly has a perspective he's conveying. You yeah. know, and, and it is a comedic perspective. Yeah. I can't imagine that he believes this all the way, a hundred percent. This right. is it's it's all this dark, right? Sure. It's, it's a comedic perspective. But um, I would just say, uh, Dylan Moran, please settle our debate. Uh, did you write this out completely, <laughs> or? <laughs> <laughs> Last thing I wanted to touch on with this bit was um, the the end of it, which is the thing that got me the most. I've listened to the end of this probably ten times. And it's the whole reason I wanted to do the bit. The rest of it's great. 
But to me, this part where he's like, where he talks about, actually, can I play it again? Yeah. 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 All right. I, I love it so much. Thanks for indulging me. Uh, here it is. So, yes, death. <laughs> when you're young, you think about it. You, did, you don't really think about it. You know, you have the intelligence of Raspberry Jam. You're not thinking about anything. But it's there as a motive force making you do things. Go and get a job. Go and find a flat. Find somebody else. Put them in the flat. Make them stay. <laughs> get a toaster. Go to work. Get on the bus. Look at your boss. Say, fuck. Sit down. Pick up the thing. Go blank. Scream internally. Go home. Listen to the radio. Look at the other person. Think, why? Why did this happen? <laughs> go to bed. Lie awake at night. Get up. Feel groggy. Put the things on your clothes, whatever they're called. Go out the door. Into work. Same thing. Same people. Again, it's real. It is happening to you. <laughs> Sit, radio, dinner, mm, gardening, 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 death. So. <laughs> <laughs> that little minute. Yeah. Yeah. To me. Mwah. Yeah, that's fucking fantastic. I love it. It's good. I love it because it's so. It's, it's all of us. Yeah. It's all of us mm-hmm. uh, playing out this thing that we just can't help. We yeah. just fall into it. And the three of us are different points in our lives. Yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. I'm 38. You're 27. 27. Right? And you're 22. Yeah. Okay. So you're like, you just left the nest not that long ago. Not too long ago. Not that long ago. Yeah. You're out. You've already left, uh, gone to a completely other city. Yeah. I've uprooted once, twice, three times now in my life. Yeah. Uh, so, and I'm now at the point where I'm like, which is, where's my, do I have kids? Don't I have kids? Like shit like that. Okay. Yeah. And he encompasses all of those things all at once in one minute. Uh, yeah. I like he, he and he hits it with really simple, simple, simple imagery that we are, every single person is relating to, which is starts off with death. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So death. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then job, flat or apartment, right? Uh, find a person. Put them in the part in the apartment. Make them stay. Yeah. One of Make, them, yeah, right. Make them stay. Make them stay. Toaster. Yeah. Like the, the word toaster. It is all of the things that we think we have to get. Yeah. We yeah. must have. I have to have a TV. Right. Yeah. I ha- I simply must have that spatula or whatever it the, is. That, even if you know if you're a person who's thinking about death actively, it's like making you do the things you're doing. Is like I think it's so brilliant. You know? Yeah. 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 Right. And so then then he goes to so so he has materialism. Then work. And then he and then he has in just a very short period of time he makes us relate to the monotony of doing the same thing every day with the same people having a boss he just says work boss you get to work you stare blankly you scream internally (laughs) go home you listen to the radio again divert ourselves entertainment right then ask yourself why lie awake at night wake up do it all again gardening 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 death gardening 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 death i it's it's that he takes the circle of life all the way through yeah in one minute and it's the most one of the most relatable Minutes of comedy I think I've ever heard. Yeah. yeah, it's yeah, really. I just know that when he was working on it, there was like a shitter comedian trying to make him use other words. Like you know, like you'll have that guy who's like, "That's good," but instead of like gardening, you should probably say like, "I don't know." You know Fucking your old grandma, <laughs> yeah, lady, exactly. girlfriend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You should bedpan. That's not like Brian Regan. God, just talk about yeah. the bed pants. Take yeah. shits in your diapers. <laughs> 
Yeah. It's offensive by Brian Reagan. <laughs> the offensive uh, Brian. I want to hear that now. Yeah, where, are all the, where are all the gay people at? Don't like you. Blue Just, Brian Reagan. Yeah, is that no, what most of his... Homophobic. I'm not familiar with the, this guy. Is that most of his comedy? Like, the, that, like, that, like representative how... Like Dylan Rand, that, that like the general that was mostly. Is, is that his closer, by the way? Also? No, oh. this is the, that's like, I can't believe like, that's in. like a closer okay. line, right? Guarding, no. guarding, guarding death. Yeah, that's what I, I was thinking. The same thing. Most of his stuff is is has a lot of philosophy, yeah. and then zany silliness. Mm. It's very much like that, and it's lyrical in that Irish way. Sure, it's yeah. super lyrical. Yeah. Actually, you just it, it's it's in that. Somebody told me who told me this uh, that the. It was an Irish person said that they all think that they're uh, the greatest literary minds. They just happen to be drunk. <laughs> 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 I've, yeah. heard, I've heard that st- statement really a funny. couple times. Yeah, and and you can kind of see it here. There's a it's it's all it's a story. Uh-huh. It's sure, um, and it's lyrical and it's it's this bizarre poetry almost. Yeah. Um, and it's there's jokes, just like jokes, 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 but you, you don't feel the structure of right, them. Right, Come on. Let's talk about sex. A huge thanks to our guest, C.W. Headley. C.W.s. Thank it, you, it man. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, hey, and you know what? You did a great job I, today. I, yeah, I wish I felt that way. I, I, yeah, you know, dude, you should. I just, I just sort of How do you feel? Bit, you know, I feel like you brought me here so you can make me feel silly about writing bits about putting on condoms. <laughs> that was so. That was you so think I had a dastardly plan? <laughs> yeah. I put it in a spreadsheet. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I was like, "All right, you know what? I think I have a plan for CW." <laughs> yeah. yeah, I have nothing better to do than yeah. plan his demise. <laughs> <laughs> We're just trying to destroy careers. You know what? Start. Yeah, we brought you on because we love you, dude. Oh, yeah. thank you. Yeah. We're it. very excited it's to have you. Very informative podcast. You, you did. <laughs> that was. That's our hope. We want to be informative. <laughs> yeah. And uh, sort of a public broadcast, if you will. Right. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So thank you, CW. Uh, great job. Great job, right? Yeah. Great job. Great job. Oh, by the way, uh, he is most active on his Facebook page. You can check him out. That's facebook.com forward slash CW Headley. That's H-E-A-D-L-E-Y. Also, check out his Newsweek's spinoff site that he writes for player.one. That's, there's no .com after it, just player one, and he writes pure nerd poetry, from what I understand. Is that about right? They mostly have you just reviewing movies. That's so what yeah. I said. Yeah, oh, I said, that's, yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. Well, that's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And as always, a big, huge, warm, wet thank you to Salt and Peppa for not lawyering up, for not warm, suing wet. us. Thank you. <laughs> because uh, we would lose. We would lose. Not because we're wrong. We would not lose because we're wrong. We would lose because we wouldn't be able to pay for lawyers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> we would lose just at the threat. Uh, yeah, but yeah, Even yeah. though we're right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. We will cease and desist. And um, a big thank you, of course, to Dylan Moran, to Bo Burnham, mm-hmm. and also to Andy Kaufman, well, the ghost of uh, Andy Kaufman. Andy He's still out there, guys. Yeah. Somewhere. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's still alive. Yeah, yeah. He's still alive. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And a very, very special thanks to Dr. Benjamin Cerf who has a doctorate in economics. He's my best friend, and he listens to the rough cuts of this and tells me, that's boring, that sucks, take that out. <laughs> and that's what makes this podcast a lot easier to exactly. listen to. Can you send me a transcript of everything he says about me? Is that possible? <laughs> I would love 
wanted to see that. You are a crazy person. That would make this worth it. Can you do that? <laughs> I'm not He's even a kidding. doctorate in economics, not a doctorate in psychology. <laughs> so he might be able to draw you a supply demand curve yeah. <laughs> as it relates yeah. to your self esteem. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> All right. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Let's talk about you and me. Let's talk about all the good things and the bad things that make me. Let's talk about sex. Let's talk about sex. Let's talk about sex. Let's talk about sex.